2: Welcome, you're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown. Now, my two co-hosts, Mark Honf and Nam Phan, are off today, but we do have a special guest who will be coming on in just a minute. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. And that certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Check them out. Today's trivia theme is miscellaneous trivia. Our special guest is real estate attorney and friend Spencer Shear. Spencer, you've been on the show uh, a few times before. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. I have been. thanks for having me back. I appreciate yeah, it. Absolutely, uh, my, our pleasure. My pleasure. Um so you are quite the uh, expert in uh, real estate being an attorney and there's a bunch of stuff that we want to cover because I know the audience would love to hear. Uh let's start off with the first thing you mentioned here when you sent me a, a list was economic issues, uh inflation versus deflation, uh the most is- uh, the most important issue facing investors.
3: Yes, I again I put we have a podcast we put that on. I think this is the most important issue facing investors. At this point you've got a uh, a war going on where people, you know, many people in fact most pundits, economists, financial advisors are are screaming about inflation or stagflation. And yet there's a sizable minority of the same that are arguing for deflation. And I think whoever wins this battle is going to be played out you know, in a variety of different arenas. But the residential real estate market and then the commercial real estate market likely as well are going to be affected by this. And how you play it, I think, is going to be uh, critical, whether you're a homeowner or you're an investor.
2: You know, I think... if you want to go... Yeah, I was going to say that, you know, to me, deflation would be just awful. Um, I, I think a little bit of inflation always seems to be good for a good economy. You know, nothing crazy, but, you know, 3%, 5% growth. Uh, I mean, what happens when you see deflation? Uh, I mean, that, that that just seems like an economic crisis, really.
3: Right. But you had a, you had a, a, we may be having a, a slight reduction, but think of the mortgage meltdown 2009. I mean, That's it was, we were exporting our loans worldwide, selling on uh, paper and yield all around, and anybody who could fog a mirror got a loan, and the, the residential market in particular got pumped up to the point where uh, it was an overinflated uh, bubble that eventually burst. Yeah. The deflation that happened was a result of uh, there being just uh, unsustainable. There was a hole in the economic, economic balloon. It was unsustainable to keep those prices that high. And uh, the governments tried to intervene to slow down the rates of foreclosures, but notwithstanding, you had a significant bout of deflation. And if they didn't come back in again, keeping uh, QE in play big time, artificially low rates, you probably would have had an even greater deflation in the real estate bubble. Now, now, was, now was, this
2: this time's a little different because of the clampdown with thought, Frank, with ability to repay and, and certain restrictions versus, like you said before, anybody who could fog a mirror could get a loan. Um, so is it going to be a little bit more of just strictly supply and demand and, and, and unemployment versus employment? Is, that's going to create so
3: That's a great point. I mean, I agree. The dynamics have changed, but they changed, in my opinion, for this reason, is that, yes, they were trying to shore up the banking system with Dodd-Frank and Too Big to Fail and all the things they did to shore up the system, and that would probably have made a more stable uh, real estate market, although I still think there might have been some deflation. But then COVID uh, changed it all. So, in essence, uh, the governments of the world, because they were freaked out, uh, they put the world economy to sleep, they, they they closed down the economy for a year and sent checks to everybody. So what does that mean? Does that mean it's sustainable forever? No. Uh, what I say, and that's part of the reason I think there might be some deflation, is not only do you have all the stimulus checks going on and all the uh, exacerbation of the financial conditions because of uh, somewhat of unfettered money, but you've got hidden stimulus now as well. You've got billions and billions of dollars. Of mortgage loans that have been deferred, forbearance payments stuck on the end of the loan, rent payments that have been deferred. And again, RealtyTrack did a a bunch of statistics showing that you had about 9 million people participating in the mortgage forbearance programs, and there was billions over, I think, 25 billion of delinquent rent. And now these are being released back into the system. And again, RealtyTrack thinks that all but about 16% 16% have either resolved their issues or they're in forbearance agreements or whatever, about 16% aren't. And if all that 16% were to hit the foreclosure market, you'd have maybe about another 300 or 400,000 foreclosures. And Realty Tracks answer to that saying why there won't be deflation and a crash like there was before was because they think that there's now equity in homes so that people will be able to sell their homes and avoid, you know, a downward spiral in the real estate market. But that's one reason Uh, why a lot of people think the market will stay up. The converse is both because of either unemployment, diminishment in Asian economy demand, or because there is a rush to get out of the real estate market. If there's a lot of defaults, uh, there is a a substantial chance you may
2: see deflation. Interesting. I tell you what, we're going to cut to our first commercial break. Good stuff, Spencer Shearer. Miss Lane's trivia is our theme. Here's our first trivia question. How many times are traditional Mexican refried beans fried? That's our trivia question. Call 888-912-1190. The first caller with the correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate. Also want to make a mention here for the Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge and Spa, which provides guests with an all lake hotel, a lakefront, excuse me, hotel in South Lake Tahoe, which, by the way, they're still open, uh, did not get affected by the fires. And every lodge room and condominium has a view of the lake and mountains. And guests can relax or play on over 500 feet of private beach and enjoy a dip in the outdoor heated pool and hot tub that are also lakeside. Check them out at uh, www.taholakeshorelodge.com Stay with us. You are listening to The Best of Investing. Edward Brown here along with our special guest, real estate attorney Spencer Shear. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back.
0: For
1: more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. Now, back to the best of investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer.
2: Welcome back to the best of investing. I'm Edward Brown, your host, Ma, Mark Homp and Nam Fawn are off today, but our special guest, Spencer Shear, is on our Zoom call. First trivia question was How many times are traditional Mexican refried beans fried? Spencer, what do you think the answer is?
3: I think the answer is, and again, I'm guessing never.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> no, actually, I mean, I would have thought it would have been twice, but actually, it's only once. That's only, they call them refried, even though it's only once. And if you're interested okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Spencer, continue on. If you, oh, hey, before you continue on, uh, so you are a real estate attorney uh, practicing primarily in Marin. Uh, well, what areas do you cover besides Marin?
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm the managing partner of Shear sure Law Group. We have two offices. I'm in Marin County and uh, my son, Josh, we have to breed attorneys to keep them. It <laughs> uh, runs our Orange County, in An Orange County. We represent.
2: Good. I'm sorry, you go ahead. You're good. No, so you have or- up and down Northern California, Northern and Southern California. Um, yeah. And how do people get a hold of you if they have real estate questions for law?
3: Uh, you can you, know, you can find us Google us S C H E E R Law Group. Uh, and again, uh, you, you can check us our podcast as well. Uh, it's called Truth Serum, and uh, you'll find okay. out information like this on a regular basis. But we're easy to find if you want to find us.
2: Okay, very good. And uh, Spencer does have a, have a very good reputation in the industry, so uh, um, I can I can vouch for him on that. Um, all right, uh, w- there was something else you wanted to mention when we were talking about the 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 unemployment or the stock market uh, with regard to uh, the values of real estate.
3: Yeah, I, and again, I, I think it's inflation versus deflation is going to be the primary factor for investors, especially real estate investors. You know, the the argument again for Deflation is advanced by people like A. Gary Schilling, almost a president economist who's been right for about 20 years, Stephen Van Meter, other people like that. Uh, they, they argue that the weakening economy and especially uh, the weakening demand from Asian economies and unemployment in the U.S. Uh, is going to play out to uh, force uh, rates even lower than they are now and will result in somewhat of a deflation of, of uh, residential real estate in particular. But One proxy battle I think that illustrates this if you wanted to see it like a Nintendo game to see how inflation is doing versus deflation mm-hmm. is you look at the stock market. I mean again, I think anecdotally all consumers and especially economists and financial advisors are yelling and screaming all prices are going up, and the money is being flooded into the market, and uh, there's just so much money they 're printing it like you know one arm paper hangers <laughs> but guys like Stephen van Meter are saying no that yes you know there's a tremendous amount of of uh, of uh, bonds and T-bills being printed, but the Fed is recirculating those in what he calls a money prison that goes from the large commercial banks to each other, but doesn't get out into the system. And the commercial banks have it. They have a balance sheet and meaning they have all these savings accounts they're paying almost nothing on, but they've got to pay something. And in order to have assets to pay that, they do these short-term uh, repo note uh, swaps with the uh, Fed to be able to buy these T-bills that uh, are being bought by the Fed to pay their borrowers virtually nothing, and they swap them back to the Fed. And it's just a circular money prisoner in accordance with Van Meter, who's saying that therefore the money isn't getting out into the world and it's being spent by drunken sailors. It's being kept in the system. <laughs> yeah. And therefore but, but, you've got but, a- but from
2: an investor standpoint, you know everything's based on alternatives. And so if they can put money in a, in a bank CD at 0.0001%, uh, even though it's considered safe, uh, a lot of them are saying, gosh, I'm missing the boat. You know, the market at least should produce a 5 or 10% return based on what we're seeing. And that's I, I think that's why a lot of money gets poured into the market.
3: Yes. Okay, that's a great point. So let's finish this one off, and I think it'll illustrate the whole thing. So, yes, so mon- money's pouring in the stock market. I agree. But then when you're looking at what's going on in the market, the market is just it's going nuts. But yet bond yields, 20-year bond yields, 30-year bond yields are at like 2%. Treasury bills at 1.3%. Why would these rates be so low if you're going to see intense inflation and stagflation? They should be like the 1980s, where they should be going up to 10 12 14%. But they're not because, again, people say the bond market's wise, the stock market is foolish. The stock market's having a great laugh now, but the tension being played out, commodity prices were going way up. Everybody thought they were going to skyrocket. Then they've nosed down a little bit. But bond yields have stayed in a very low range, which indicates either low or no economic growth. So that's a proxy for the inflation-deflation. Well, uh, yeah, because
2: I I think Powell said he's not going to raise rates probably until next year. But, I mean, there's there's a danger in raising interest rates. Uh, I think a big danger, you know, that'll just kill the economy, Uh, you know, because, again, everyone's house prices and mortgages will go up. Uh, that they have to, you know, a new loan. I mean, I think that could. I, was, I could see that causing deflation if, if they raise rates. So yes, and, and again, my... the
3: proxy battle between between stocks and bonds, I think, plays. out. watch it. You'll see. It. It's amazing how it's going back and forth now. Uh,
2: let's see here. Uh, what what else? You had some other things that we wanted to cover here. Um, you had here 20, your real cheat track was what you're mentioning here, has noted 9 million total participated in the foreclosure uh, forbearance, 23% exited and paid current and never missed a payment, even though they could have had a forbearance. We've talked about this before that, you know, people had a forbearance, it doesn't necessarily hit the credit report, but it kind of does because it's reported as a memo. So even if your credit score stays up, uh, Mr. Banker is going to look at that and go, wait a minute, hold on, folks. You you asked yes. for forbearance on the last lender. How do we know you're not going to do that for us? And so that—that that, yeah, they... That's a
3: good point. A converse on that point is I think uh, Fannie and Freddie now are putting in their underwriting guidelines. They're going to know renters uh, who did pay versus those who didn't in terms of their underwriting guidelines, yeah. meaning that you could have had... Uh, You know, rent forbearance, but if you you could add it and yet instead you continue to pay rent, that's going to be a factor that will increase your mortgage underwriting scores going forward.
2: You you know, years ago, uh, I was talking to my banker and he said that he had a guy repay $500,000 of a forgiven loan just because he realized how much it was going to affect him in the future. Because the, the main question comes up, have you ever had a loan forgiven? And if he would have said yes, it would have devastated his business for the future. It was worth him paying $500,000 that he didn't have to pay. I think must it must have been a billion dollars worth of, you know, because who wants to pay 500000 if you don't need to? Um, That's true. Okay. And then uh, you have to hear, let's see here, we're going to cut to break in about 30 seconds. So when we come back. Uh, We'll talk about uh, some evictions Uh, you have here. Goldman Sachs study of more than 1,100 small businesses like to hear like, uh, you know, the result of that one. Okay, so you ready for our second trivia question here? All right. So far, you're batting zero. I don't like that. If you if you get this one, you'll be batting 500 and that'll get you in the Hall of Fame. What what was pictured on the face of the U.S. penny just prior to Abraham Lincoln? So Abraham Lincoln's on the on the face of the penny, right? What was pictured on the face of the U.S. penny just before Abraham Lincoln? No looking it up on uh, on uh, Google there, my friend. All right. <laughs> I saw you. Oh, you're just writing. Okay. Call 888-912-1190. The first caller with the correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate. And ask this one more time. So, again, we're not talking about the tails side where it went from the, from, uh, the uh, wheat they call it a wheat yeah. penny right uh we're wondering on the front of of what was on the front uh the picture what was pictured on the face of the u.s penny just prior to, to abraham lincoln all right 888-912-1190 first caller with the answer is going to win that tanning certificate stay with us uh, when we come back we're going to ask spencer just a couple more questions um you're not going to want to miss the rest of this show stay tuned
1: You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown.
2: Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with my special guest, Spencer Shear, real estate attorney. Second trivia question, what was pictured on the face of the U.S. penny just prior to Abraham Lincoln?
3: Yeah, I think you're not going to like my answer. The first two things that came to mind were either a buffalo or the likeness of
2: Richard Nixon. Yeah, Richard Nixon, <laughs> no, uh, and the buffalo, that would have been the nickel, uh, no, it was, it was an Indian head, or Native American, yeah, so, all right, okay, now, the next one, you're, I know you're going to get, and that'll make you bat 333, which will still get you in the Hall of Fame, all right, so, um, Spencer, uh, you, you were going to mention on the air about a Goldman Sachs study of more than 1,100 businesses, uh, what did that reveal?
3: Well, again, that's more towards the idea of whether if you support the idea that there might be a weakening economy and possibly deflation. Goldman Sachs, they did a study of 1,100 small businesses, and they revealed that almost half of them, 44 percent of them, had less than three months of cash reserves. So leaving them vulnerable to uh, you know further closures and shutdowns if there's either another COVID uh, variant resurgence or financial emergency. So you're seeing... That notwithstanding, that they've pumped the financial asset balloon way up, there's still a hole in it, and yeah. likely the possibility of more damage unless you really do have a strong
2: economy. Pretty tough. And then uh, you had to hear SLG seeing extreme speculation and leveraging in real estate development. Uh, what does SLG stand for?
3: That's our firm, Sherlock Group. Uh,
2: I was going to say, I thought that was. Uh, I, I go, I, th- I think that's your firm, but I didn't want to take the. I didn't want to just assume that. Uh, so, you're, there's extreme speculation in leveraging in real estate development, with many development projects assuming continued real estate inflation. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Banks down as a result of workouts and forbearance, calm before the storm. Why don't you talk about that a little bit?
3: Yeah, and again, I'm speaking anecdotally. I mean, you know, we, we deal with, again, we represent primarily lenders, landlords, and investors, a lot of it in real estate. But, you know, the real estate default rate has gone down significantly. And, of course, the reason is is because the governments uh, have been extending forbearance and, and loan relief at, at record rates, it never before seen like this. And uh, it's created a fair amount of speculation that is dependent on the prices staying up, and maybe they will, but I'm seeing, again, anecdotally, I represent uh, lenders all the way from you know, in- institutional lenders down to what I would call hard money lenders, and people are taking a lot more risk now, believing that the residential real estate market is a gold mine that will never go down.
2: And that might be true. How much of it is that? And also, how much of it is they also need a place to place their money? And so they're looking, they're looking for places to invest or, yeah, or land, and it's getting slim pickings or competition.
3: Absolutely true. Uh, you're, there are, again, real estate, especially uh, you know, if you're investing, whether it's a read or investing uh, in a fund or directly, it is one of the better places to get yield and return. Yeah. But again, the, the question is risk reward and inflation deflation. If there's inflation that continues on, then best investment you can make. If it's not, I, again, there, the broken clock's right twice a day. But I, a guy named Gary Shilling worth watching. He, he he wrote a book called The Age of Deleveraging, and he's been almost uh, prophetic in, in the fact that he still thinks you got another leg down, certainly on bond yields, and that there's going to be a, not a crash like you had in 2009, but a significant residential real estate adjustment. And I, I go by Gary. He's been right in his ring for many yeah. years.
2: Well, I know like Pacific private money has been uh, lowering the rates they're charging borrowers uh, because of competition, you know, where they used to charge 9%. They've they're having to lower it to closer to 8%. So, you know, it's, it's uh, you get too many people in the market and uh, you don't get to charge whatever you want anymore you know, that competition, which competition's is good for, for free marketplace. You know,
3: you had mentioned I want to hear one, yes, one more quick anecdote story because it's just yeah. to show you the competition is I had one lender, uh, again, an institutional lender. And they're thinking of buying into there's now companies that are undercutting credit cards. So they're saying, look, instead of you buying a credit card and having these crazy default rates, we'll uh, load you into credit cards that basically give you reduced rates as you pay continuously. Uh, so that instead of paying eighteen, ninety percent, you may pay eight or nine percent on the credit card, and institutional lenders are thinking of buying this uh, the debt or these loans. and uh, again, you're right, the competition's intense.
2: You know I think I mean that generally that's I kind of like that because it's it's I mean it's good for the consumer. So as you prove yourself, you can pay uh, let's say eight or nine percent on the credit card. and then from an institutional investor standpoint, the, the, you're, you're showing them, hey, here's a proven track record of this credit card holder who is willing to pay 8 or 9%, but at least they're consistent. Isn't that kind of what's going on? Because- Yes. You know, Go ahead. Yeah. I would say, yes, that, that's true. It's a good concept. Although the converse is, is,
3: is some of these guys are buying credit card debt. I mean, the idea yeah. that you, an institutional lender would be buying credit card debt that's being, in effect, refinanced, Uh, I mean, that that would be something the highest speculators, not a financial institution, right?
2: Which which is kind of interesting because, you know, if somebody is having a hard time paying 18 or 19 percent, I don't know what their monthly payment is. But if they're suddenly now given a grace of 8 percent, maybe they can afford it. But it's unsecured debt and as 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 a as a lender myself i don't like unsecured debt i would not give warren buffett or bill gates or jeff bezos an, an unsecured loan you know there's just to, there's, you know i want hard assets i wouldn't do a i i don't like a car loan because it can get driven away i like real estate because It ain't going anywhere, (laughs) you know. I mean, yeah, you got, you know, potential earthquakes and all that kind of stuff. But uh, for the most part, the real estate's going to be there. Uh, I do want to talk about uh, this last issue about evictions. Um, We can start on it, and then we got to cut to another break, and then we'll continue on when we come back. Uh, So you say here, no national eviction moratorium. Uh, The CDC mandate struck down. What's the CDC have to do with evictions? (laughs)
3: Thank you for saying that. Cause it's all about, the, you know, whether or not some of the COVID uh, results were were some of the big, the biggest overreaches
2: by every governmental institution. Yes, what, yes what does, you're right. What does the Department of Agriculture? What do they say? Exactly. And Department of Transportation? Well, we all want to hear from them about it. You know, but go ahead. <laughs> no, you're right. But COVID nineteen was like nothing to fear.
3: I mean, again, now it's in hindsight, we'll see we probably did more economic harm to ourselves than we'd. We did medical, even though it is catastrophic in its own right, but well, and the that's man. The, the,
2: the, the, let me just put the, let me just interrupt on that because we're going to cut to a break and get, continue on there. But that's one of the sure. things we've talked about for a while is how much uh, medical damage has it done by shutting people down? I mean, from the standpoint of there's, there's more uh, suicides, there's more depression more drinking There's, i mean it's funny people thought oh with covid you're going to get a lot of birth rates because you know people got at home but no it doesn't make people in the mood and then its actually birth rates have gone down so Dr. Dr. Shear we're going to need your uh, your your advice on that okay here's our third trivia question here to cut to how many tablespoons are in a cup Typical cup you know, Okay. Yeah, you got to go back to your math on that one. 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate. How many tablespoons are in a cup? And by the way, that that certificate's worth $100, so it's uh, worth calling in. Stay with us. Best of Investing will be right back.
1: For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The Best of Investing will continue in a moment. On 860 AM, The Answer. Now, back to the best of investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer.
2: Welcome back to the best of investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with our special guest, Spencer Shear. Uh, Spencer, how many tablespoons are in a cup?
3: Oh no. How about this? I'll
2: say more than eight and less than 20. That is correct. <laughs> more than eight and less than 20. <laughs> yeah, no, if, I, if you have to narrow it down, what would you say? Uh,
3: more than uh, eight and less than 15.
2: No, it's 16. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll get you back on and we'll get your batting average back up again. All right. Um, uh, let, let's talk about evictions for a minute. Um, I'll let you just take it from here.
3: I'll just run through a little bit of the grid. It'd just be worthwhile to know, especially if you're a residential or commercial landlord, but the CDC had a somewhat of a national eviction moratorium. Again, it was primarily affecting federally-backed uh, mortgages or federally-backed federally loans uh, and federally-backed institutions, but the mandate was struck down by the Supreme Court, so there is no more eviction mandate uh, in place for by the CDC or anybody else. However, Representative Cory Bush just introduced a bill, to extend a new moratorium through the end of the pandemic, however long that will be.
2: Well, so okay. so we'll let see. me, let me ask you about this because uh, I've mentioned this on the show that you hadn't heard before. Instead of giving people just free monies so that they don't have to go to work. Why wouldn't they just give that money to the landlords? Because landlords, it's not their fault for having to uh, have people in there who don't, who aren't paying rent. All you're doing is just shifting the problem to them. You know, if you if at least you give the money to the landlords, the rent is paid and then you're not you're not burdening the, the landlords with that because they have they just kind of being the fall guy.
3: Well, that, that's a good point. But I mean, I guess the sociology or the politics of being able to do that, to get people to suddenly give money to landlords and everybody else would be screaming, and yelling, how do I pay my rent? I think that's probably in hindsight, that would have been the best no, way but to But that's go. the thing, though, and, is how
2: do they pay their rent? They pay the rent with that money. Right. Yeah. I mean, but you, what, they ended
3: up, they, what they ended up doing is they, they finally gave the money, you know, billions and billions to the states. It's been slow to be dispersed. And a lot of people uh, who could have paid their rent didn't. And uh, but you're right. Looking back, that would have been a much better and more efficient way to do it. But it never happened. Okay. Good. It didn't happen initially anyways.
2: Yep.
3: So just a real run through quickly so people might know. So uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac have limited uh There are evictions through September of this year, with some limited exceptions, like if the property is vacant. There's a lot of state and local restrictions that continue in effect. So if you're a landlord not being paid and you want to evict your tenant, uh, you know, with rare exception, you've got to go through local and state restrictions. You've got to find out what that is. A recent San Francisco law made a presumption regarding commercial rent, saying, in essence, that if you're a landlord and your commercial tenant wasn't paying uh, but the rent became due honor of uh, March 16, 2020. They're now putting a presumption in effect that if you were prohibited somehow from operating by any state, local, or federal mandate during that time, that uh, the terms in which you entered into the lease were not being fulfilled. It was a mutual uh, excuse for paying rent, and they give you a, a presumption that your rent is forgiven. So you've got to take an aim at that. Whoa. And then one, one last case that might be worth noting The recent case came out, Duncan versus Kahigi, which is California Court of Appeals First District, came out in August 2021, and a lot of landlords becoming very frustrated with tenants who either weren't paying or seeking to get rid of tenants who couldn't pay and put them in with high-paying tenants, uh, took actions in their own hands. This case is a a wonderful example of where courts will punish landlords if they find that landlords overreached, and uh, in this case, tenants alleged they were being terrorized by. Various actions, including uh, ignoring and delaying response to maintenance and upkeep issues, uh-huh. yeah. removing recycling bins for accumulating trash, serving notices that were confusing or dictatorial. Eventually, they awarded, uh, I think it was 2.3 or 2.7 million dollars in punishment damages against the landlord. So, however it goes, landlords beware.
2: Wow. That's uh, a little yeah, and then I I noticed one other comment here. You had said intermittent discontinu- or discontinuation of pg services to the actions of the landlord. Yeah, you yeah. can't just kind of pull the plug on that stuff, you know. <laughs> in fact, it's funny years ago, uh, after my dad died, my uh, my mom, uh, we didn't have enough money, so my mom rented out rooms in the house, very similar like Forrest Gump when when he was a kid. Yeah, and there was this one guy who basically decided he wasn't going to pay rent for whatever reason he paid for a couple of months and then he just basically started to squat and my brother not knowing any laws or anything said you know what i don't like that um so he took off the door so the guy wouldn't have any privacy
0: (laughs) that didn't go well
2: self-help self-help yeah and it's like you know but 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 i get the frustration of the landlords it's like i mean it's one thing if somebody really can't pay because they can't pay It's another thing for people to just yell the word COVID and suddenly they're they don't have to, oh, I don't have to pay. I just I just yelled the word COVID. It's like, well, wait a minute. You gotta show us why you're affected by COVID. You can't just yell COVID. I mean, there are people who let's say if they're on a fixed income, well, okay, you're on a fixed income, you know, Social Security, your pension, blah, blah. That probably wasn't affected at all by COVID. You know, it's the guys who were out there working at a restaurant who got fired. Because the the restaurant couldn't hold them anymore, you know, couldn't employ them any longer, and they weren't employable, uh, you know, for too many other positions. That's more legitimate, you know, or a restaurant owner. But sometimes, you know, I'm not trying to take advantage of elderly people, but it's amazing how people try to take advantage of the system.
3: Well, I'm with you. I mean, the the dynamics change now from from uh, whether it's self-reliance or community reliance, church reliance, whatever, to that the government's going to save us all. And you're right. People can scream. And, uh, you know, the attention you get sometimes uh, will far eclipse the need or the merit of your claim. I agree.
2: Yeah. So, Spencer, um, before we let you go, we want to make sure that people know how to get a hold of you uh, if they have any questions. Uh, Great. Thanks. Your phone number and your uh, email address.
3: Yes. Yeah, so first, getting a hold of us, uh, 415-491-8900, and then my extension is 105. You can uh, leave a message. Somebody will get back to you. But best way to find out about our firm is go to uh, or And again, listen to our podcast, which is Truth Serum. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, whatever. <laughs> Truth Serum by Shear Law Group.
2: How did you get that name, Truth Serum? How did you come up with that? <laughs>
3: you know I'm a truth seeker. That's it. I if I believe in something I go for it with both hands and you know nail and tongs as well but I I want to put something on that is you know truthful in terms of the presentation but also seeks after truth in various issues. We do a social segment as well always interesting and some somewhat controversial but I I love it. It's a labor
2: love. So that's truth Hey by the way um you you were quite the uh, musician um with uh, Factor 11. I remember. Uh, did you guys still performing? Yeah, you're being kind. I mean, we struggled
3: hard to be average. We are. We're still performing. We got we a soon to be famous song called Good Looking People Drink Wine and Bad Looking <laughs> People Drink Beer. But you can see us up in Marin County. We're still plugging along. <laughs>
2: All right, uh we don't have a trivia question but uh again as always uh, we've had you on a couple of times going to have you on some more uh, a wealth of information uh and knowledge about real estate law. Uh so again uh, get in touch with Spencer. Um and you do handle both uh I mean primarily you are, are working uh from the uh lender's standpoint. Uh do you do you also yeah. represent borrowers? You know, with a very rare
3: exception, no, I've taken a couple of cases on pro bono. One I'll live to regret and one I'm glad I did, but
2: uh, <laughs> almost always on the uh, lender investor side, landlords as well. Gotcha. All right. Again, Spencer, thank you very much. I know you've got to take off. You uh, were kind enough to bless us with uh, all the segments uh, of today's show. So Thanks, we- everyone.
3: Gentlemen, great to talk to you and see you again.
2: All right, my friend. Thank you. All right, stay with you us. The welcome. best of in investing. We'll be right back with some closing comments.
1: You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown.
2: Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown. uh, Our friend, good friend and uh, real estate attorney, Spencer Shear, had to take off. But uh, I got to do this a a solo now for the the next uh, four minutes and 15 seconds before we give our our famous thoughts for the day and and our, uh, um, our closeout, as they say. So um, Pacific Private Money, a uh, great place to get a loan if your bank says no, or if you don't have enough time, because they can make loans very, very quickly. Uh, the whole idea that they're doing nowadays is their short-term commercial, excuse me, short-term consumer uh, bridge loans. So the owner-occupied, uh, generally speaking, you've got somebody who owns a house but they don't want to sell their house until they buy something else. Bank says, wait a minute, we don't want you to own two houses. You got to sell the other one first. You have a loan on it. Well, at Pacific Private Money, you can purchase the new house if you have a decent down payment or uh, you don't even need that if you have enough equity in your old house because they'll do what they call cross-collateralization. Uh, and they'll take either a first or a second on your current house and then make you a first mortgage on the new house. And then uh, you just refinance them back at any time uh, within 11 months with a loan from uh, a, a, quote, real bank um, where the rates will be uh, much more favorable. So even though their rates are going to be more expensive than the bank, uh, you'll actually save some money because you don't have to move twice, put your stuff in storage. You'll have some time to fix up your property which usually means that you'll get more for it and if your property is uh, slowly increasing like the market has been then you don't want to sell it right away you want to sell it in a few months so that's a a good way to uh, get a loan uh, for purchasing um, your next house so check them out at pacificprivatemoney.com they also have uh, funds that you can invest in if you're an investor where they're paying as little as 6% and as high as upwards of 8 to 10%. So you can also uh, find out more about that by checking them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com. I've worked with them. Gosh, uh, Mark Honf and I started uh, the show back in 2010 and we did the show for 3 years before we ever actually did any business together and then um i had been involved with pacific private money since 2013 and uh they've uh, done a very very good job been growing quite a bit and um i mean i, I gosh we i think they've done over a billion dollars worth so far over 2000 loans um so they've been uh, have very very good reputation uh, easy to work with. In fact, it's interesting because they'll get referrals from banks, realtors, real estate mortgage companies, um, and uh, accountants, attorneys, etc. Et, et it's kind of interesting because you think, well, isn't there competition there? Well, not really, because the they're not doing the conventional loan. So they're not competing with the bank. But the bank will refer them because they don't want to lose the client. So a client walks in, needs a quick loan, Bank says, gee, we can't give you that fast a loan, but go to Pacific Private Money, get the money from them. And then after uh, three months or six months or whatever you need, uh, we have more time, then, refi- then we will, as the bank will refinance you out. So uh, it's, a, it's a very good uh, hand-in-hand uh, relationship. So anyway, that's PacificPrivateMoney.com. And uh, that was a good show with Spencer Sheer. He is quite the uh, knowledgeable uh, person, and his email is s Shear, which is s c excuse me s s c h e e r at sheerlawgroup dot uh, Now we're going to cut out, and here's our thoughts of the day. A man is not is great not because he hasn't failed. A man is great. Because failure hasn't stopped him. And you know who said that? Confucius. And uh, the, the I don't know if you heard, but the CEO of IKEA was elected as president of Sweden. I hear he's still assembling his cabinet. <laughs> but I'm bummed. Okay, no, seriously, he was not elected uh, president of Sweden. So assembling his cabinet, I think you get the idea. All right. Tune in next week to the Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. And our guest co-host again will be Patty Cohen, who is uh, working with, she works with uh, Compass Realty. She's a quite knowledgeable realtor. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long.
1: You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for The Best of Investing on 860 AM.